now I have this image of canaries just flopping around the field and then lions eating them. Yep. That's kind of what it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> what it was. Sounds like it. <laughs> the Warner Brothers cartoon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Windy City Wingers podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Fire, Chicago Red Stars, and a trip across the pond for a soccer update from all over the world. My name is Alex Herman, and I'm joined, as always, by Brady Olson and Dave Kolichkowski. Boys, have you stayed dry the past two days when it's been raining nonstop? Nope. Been outside, been rained on. It's been, you know, gloomy, but cold. Cold, that's true. Very cold it's rain. It's coming in. It's coming. Yeah, I've got them pretty wet, too, just taking things to the car and stuff. Yeah, it's been a downpour kind of in Chicago for... I haven't seen rain that consistent for a while, to be perfectly honest. For that amount of time, it was pretty much 24 hours straight of just rain. So not a ton of fun. And it's been interesting to take my dog, Luke, out on walks during that because he hates the rain. <laughs> and so that... And the cold, I'm sure, both. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's <laughs> been, you know, trying to put his little rain jacket on. And then he, when you put that on, he knows what that means. And so he gives you the puppy eyes in the face like, no, 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 no. I don't want to pee outside. I'll hold it. I'll hold it until it stops raining. So it's been a ton of fun. Dogs are dramatic. He's very dramatic. Fall is here, though. Definitely. Chilly, rainy, bleh. However, we've got exciting soccer updates, some good news to cover. Before we do that, shout out to Ian Scarlato, working behind the glass, twisting those knobs, turning those dials, turning our podcast into the fine audio product that it is. And thank you to Jen Bennett for helping us run our social media accounts as well. Thank you both. Props, big props. Before we get into the Chicago soccer sports, let's talk Loons, really quick. Oh, yes. Sure. Herman's Homer section. <laughs> Couldn't think of an H word for section, so we're going with section. <laughs> the Loons, right now, sit sixth in the Western Conference table. Oof. Well, just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging on. Sixth it's not that bad, is better. It's better than seventh, and it's in contention for a playoff spot. You're in However, the driver's seat. Having said that, I'm very nervous for this Wednesday's game. Today is Monday, October 25th. You will not be hearing this, lovely listener, until the 28th. So at that time, you can go look and see what happened. But the Loons this coming Wednesday are playing Vancouver. They're playing at Vancouver. Ooh. A win or a draw is really what we need. Minnesota is sitting sixth, Vancouver seventh. Seventh is that last place where you get a guaranteed spot in the playoffs. Yep. So really need a win or a draw as or one point above Vancouver right now. In the piece I wrote about, not specifically about your team, but just about the playoffs in general, the game that you had this past weekend against LAFC was huge mm-hmm. for your playoff mm-hmm. contention. Managed to get that 1-1 draw. Old man yeah. Ozzy Alonso saved your butts. 
after Tyler <laughs> Miller tried to give it away after fumbling. Actually, it just went right through his leg. So not, I'm sure yeah. that made you not very happy. Um, but yeah, it's a you're classic. still in it and good for you. Thank you. I don't, I don't believe that your happiness is genuine, but uh, I just appreciate it happy. all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the Loons have been playing okay. Beat Philadelphia last week as well. Tied LAFC, which is a better result than I thought. But coming up, playing Vancouver, Sporting KC, and the LA Galaxy, I would kind of rather be playing almost any other teams. Yep. Because all three of those are good teams. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, let's go Loons. Do what you do best. Play soccer well. How about that? Draw there your you way go. into the playoffs. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's move over to the Red Stars. Another tight table. Seasons are coming to a close. Tables. Tight. Yes. Seven points between second and seventh place. Only the top six teams make the playoffs. Very clutch. Very important games coming up this weekend. New Jersey, New York play the second to last place team twice. They're the only team in contention that has that many games left. So we have to think of them as most likely jumping the Red Stars into the standings, meaning the Red Stars are in fifth and just barely holding on to their playoff hopes. What this all means is the Red Stars, if they win or draw this weekend, they're in. Doesn't matter what anyone else does, win or draw, we're in. If they lose, we need Houston or North Carolina Courage to not win. Only one of them because they are behind us by three points. They both have us on the goal differential tiebreaker. Um, And both are tied with us based on head-to-head, which is the first tiebreaker. So then it falls to the goal differential. We need one of them to not win. That's all we need if we were to lose. However, Red Stars, let's go. Just get that draw or the Mm win. We'd prefer the win. Win, please. This is destiny is in your hands. Mm -hmm. And that's really all you want. You play that many games, that's what you want. Just get the win. All you got to do. So, who do the Red Stars need to beat? The Orlando Pride. Coming up this Friday, October 29th at 6 p.m. And the Pride are on a downslope right now, right? This is the time to play them. They have four losses in a row, nine goals conceded in those four games. Aye. To bring us down just a little bit, the Red Stars have a negative one goal differential against the Orlando Pride. Mm. One win at home, one loss away. Very evenly matched throughout the season, but we're visiting. So that's, you know, we we need to win a game that we haven't won yet this season. The fact that this game is on the 29th is actually a little bit rough for the Red Stars. The U.S. women's national team play their second friendly against South Korea tomorrow on Mm -hmm. Tuesday, the 26th. That's a quick turnaround. And I think we're all hopeful that Davidson, Kruger, and especially Mal Pugh don't play. And I'm not normally like that about international games, but for a must win, must draw, you know, (laughs) playoff hopeful team, let's please give them some nice warm ups and then uh, send them home. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted to interject there too. Uh, Davidson and Kruger had the start in the first game, so I think hopefully that they'll they'll be on the bench and have limited minutes. And Rotate them Pew out, did yeah. come on for the second half, so 
I'm thinking maybe they'll just rest them and be fair to the clubs because normally yeah. teams do that. But yeah, I'm wondering like how realistic is that is that they actually may not play because it is an international game. It's big stage. It's a friendly and coaches these days are very aware of what's going on. International coaches, mm-hmm. I mean, are very aware of what's okay. going on in domestic clubs because they want okay. those relationships to be kind uh, to one another because they really are both helping one another. Okay. Okay. So there is motivation for them mm-hmm. to play nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being back to back against the same team too. I think, you know, that's just, I feel like it's a waste to put him out, out the same roster. So I would sure. think that he would switch up the personnel. Okay. That does make sense. Brady, do you have any tactical advice coming from a soccer coach that you are for the red stars in this game? Yeah. Against the pride. I hate it. And I hate to say it. It's going to make for a very stressful game, but I can hear the brakes screeching. It's time to park that bus. Yeah, baby. Don't move it. Park that bus. Uh, (laughs) Basically, the Red Stars don't need to create as many chances to score a goal in this game, score two goals, whatever we need. Um, Orlando's defense is their weakness. Let's, you know, take that to our advantage and then also make sure that they're counter-attacking machines. Alex Morgan, Sidney LaRue, they're faster than us. They're faster than you and I. Like They're very good at breaking down a defense that is scrambling. We need our defense to be nice and set. Drop deep on goalkeeper punts. We've seen that a couple times with the Red Stars, a ball bouncing in the wrong spot in midfield, and then all of a sudden the, de- the attacker is behind our defense. Can't have mm-hmm. that in this game. No fouls. Set pieces are going to be huge. Uh, and that's why if you're deeper, you are more in position and less chance to just kick out at a ball that's running away from you. One personal wrinkle I would make is I would counter press really hard, especially early with two of our midfielders. Anytime that we get a chance to get our bodies forward and attack, we need those two midfielders, not necessarily to make attacking runs, but to get very close to their midfielders so that they can't just turn and play out quickly. And then I think we should keep one midfielder back to just man mark Marta. She's just too good to leave solo. Let's make sure she's covered. And then center backs, stay deep. We might concede some possession this game, and I'm okay with that. Nothing over center backs' heads. Midfielders, make sure no one has time to pick out a kind of pass where it's just dropping over the center back and there's nothing they can do about it. And I don't mind a pass to Alex Morgan's feet. She's very, very good. I'm not saying give her all the time in the world, but if I have to pick a poison, I'll choose her passing over her sprinting past my center backs. Mm-hmm. We have to remember that Orlando don't really have a ton to play for. The only thing they're playing for is spoiler. If we score early, they'll back off. It's just human nature. It's just what's going to happen. And then the Red Stars at the same time will get more comfortable. So I would mm-hmm. love to score early. I'd love to put pressure early, but not in a way that makes us counterable. Let's be thinking against the counterattack. I hope you were listening, Red Stars coaching staff. All that sounds like a fantastic game plan. I hope that the Red Stars can come out and dominate, score early. But also, Park that bus. scary, scary, yes. scary, scary. <laughs> Very. A lot on the line. Again, that game against the Orlando Pride is this Friday, October 29th at 6 p.m. 
Now, currently, the NWSL is on an international break, and the first game for the United States women's national team has occurred, and that was just a friendly versus South Korea. The result of that game is the most soccer score of all time, zero to zero. (laughs) Not a whole lot to discuss there, um, as these are just friendlies. Nice to see the team get out. Um, The biggest part of the second game, which is taking place on Tuesday, October 26th, so we'll already have taken place by the time you hear this, um, is we're hoping the players on both the Red Stars and on that U.S. women's national team uh, get a day of rest so they're ready to go for that very important game on the 29th. Mm -hmm. Other than that, not a whole lot to take away from this international break. Unless, Dave, Brad, any news? I was going to ask what you guys thought. Like, Carly Lloyd is still pretty involved. I guess it's still part of the retirement tour, but I was kind of kind of thrown off by that because I thought maybe it's time to kind of pass it on to somebody else, change of the guards, but I don't know what your thoughts are. I wonder if she starts this game and gets a honorary, you know, one of those clap off substitutions at Mm -hmm. like at the half hour mark or something like that, or she gets to be welcomed onto the field at the start of the second half, something like that. But yeah, this should be about a transition more than a goodbye. I mean, Love Carly Lloyd and love saying goodbye to a good player, but there should be an element of, okay, now we're moving forward. Right. Yeah. And Pew could be that answer. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> moving over to the fire, Chicago FC. This past week, they played Cincinnati at Cincinnati and came away with a victory. What is happening? All of a sudden, the yeah. fire know how to play soccer. I mean, that game is insane. If you watch the Stojanovic goal back, which is Mm -hmm. the game winner in the 92nd or third minute, we possibly shouldn't have won the game, but hooray. Uh Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was ugly. That was the soccer gods giving the fire one because (laughs) how many times has that goal happened to us in the very last minute of the game? There you go. Soccer gods noticing, you are underperforming your expected goals. (laughs) Okay. And Brady sitting there with his calculator going, yes, very good. Yes. <laughs> Come up on my expected Just us. <laughs> A real quick recap on this game. Four to three was the final score. As I said, Robert Barich with a brace. Both of his goals came within three minutes of each other. 14th minute, 17th minute. Hooray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too little, too late, ultimately, for the whole season. But good for him. Fast start for the fire. The other goals on the fire end came from Madron and Stojanovic. Stojanovic with the game winner in the third minute of stoppage time at the end of the game. So, plenty of scoring in this one. Brady, Dave, any additional points you want to make on this game? You'd want to beat that team over convincingly. And obviously, we didn't, so... Hooray, we won, but also yikes. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to beating Cincinnati this past weekend, the Fire also beat Real Salt Lake. One to nothing. Not as exciting. However, Brady and Dave got to attend this game. Yeah. Yes. Soldier Field was bumping. It was bumping. How many thousand, 31,000 people attended? 31,000 is the reported yeah. figure. Wow. The stadium did I look quite know. full. It, it wow. did. Yeah. 
Good for them. Good for you two for getting to get out. It was quite chilly on Saturday, yeah? It was. I was layered up. I was I was layered up as well. Busted out my winter jacket because I'm an old man now. Mm. So I just, <laughs> just, just, just screw it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to feel comfortable. <laughs> and I don't know. It was it was fine though. Once I got to the stadium, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I was also pretty stadium, hyped up. And get a couple beers and yeah, a little liquid <laughs> yeah. jacket yeah. going. Yeah, that's the way yep. you do it. <laughs> <laughs> the only goal of this game uh, came in the first half, and it was Barich again, 45th minute, right before half. Puts that in. I love this goal, but we haven't seen anything like this since the very first goal of the entire season. Practiced, mm-hmm. unstoppable when you execute it right. It just, you know, lovely, lovely soccer. Started with a big switch from Pineda to a streaking Navarro who had recognized that his opposing wingback was just slightly too far forward. Aliceta at the same time made a run from outside to inside to open up that space, also to distract the defenders. And then Navarro, classy, doesn't let the ball hit the ground. One touch to pop it up in the air. Second, a good firm pass to Barrich, who's open in the middle of the box. He looks much more comfortable as a solo striker, mm-hmm. just seems to know what he's doing there. And then Dave, have you uh, seen this style shot before? You know, I don't know exactly what you're hinting at, but I would say um, Fernando Torres a lot when I started watching Liverpool would take those shots where he'd kind of let it roll and then he wouldn't necessarily know exactly where he's, he didn't look up. He kind of just drilled <laughs> it and knew where the goal was at and then slotted it home. Although I would say he did it from crazier spots on the field than uh, yeah. did this slightly time. more talented. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, different, different, different skill levels there. But like, didn't Nikolic kind of do this every once in a while too? But maybe bit. I'm missing. Well, yeah. this is way more. I mean, Barrich has been trying these spinning shots all season. Yeah, I mean, he yes, he has. It finally sunk. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last two seasons. <laughs> true, true, true. So, if you've been watching the fire this year, you know. We have a lead going into the second half. Uh, the biggest question on your mind is, is our defense going to collapse? Can we hold in it? In that second mm-hmm. half. Yeah. Defense did not collapse here. However, there was a moment that was very emblematic of that classic fire defensive collapse this season. Classic fire, classic Navarro. We've got the good and the bad here in one play. This is right before the uh, 60th minute corner kick. Uh, uh, so there's a little ball rolling towards the end line. Navarro prevents the corner kick. Good. He beat a pressing forward using the sideline. Good. Then telegraphs this pass terribly into a dangerous area. Very bad. Turnovers have killed us all season. Recovery speed and the then block to then cause a corner that he prevented in the first place fine, but all self-inflicted. It's just all Mm. these things where the fire are good. They seem to have good talent. They seem to do good things in attacking senses and then make a bonehead brain fart and we kill ourselves. Yeah. That sounds very, very familiar. So the ensuing corner kick that happens there is a very, very close shot. And that is Mm. on Navarro. Slonina. It's the diving save. Bails Navarro out. No harm, no foul, but boy, it was really close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Albert Rusnak is Real Salt Lake's best player. Uh, one of them, but in my mind, he's their best. 
He takes the corner. It's a gorgeous near post ball to Chang. You say Bornstein uh, did a lot more watching than um, <laughs> actually playing here and it just flies over his head. <laughs> yep. And then Chang with a clean win and a header to the near upper 90 should be a goal is a goal most of the time. Slonina with a diving, flapping left hand to push it onto the post and out. And then also while diving and crashing into the post has the presence of mind to shield the rest of his body with his right hand and then kind of push himself away. Very athletic, very good sign that he's got that kind of presence of mind while also making a spectacular save. The rest of this game, I mean, we kind of piecemealed this one uh, just because the biggest moment was the goal right before halftime. The fire were well out on top most of this game. And then to finish it out, both goalkeepers are forced into diving saves and they're good saves, but saves that should be made. The fire concede an easy opportunity to Rusnak, which could and probably should have been a goal. And then the fire themselves could and should have scored on the counter several times. Some weird poor decisions by attackers, things you'd want to see next season to become goals. They weren't this time. I'm not super worried about it, but it's something that definitely that shouldn't keep happening. But I mean, the game as a whole, much, much better from the fire. And I'm a little upset that it's come now. But to do it on fan appreciation night is great. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Definitely the fullest we've seen, Soldier. A nice send off, I think, for the fire to give the fans. Yeah. The most full At we've seen. And it was a little bit of a reserve crowd. I think a lot of them were just friends of friends attending because that's kind yep. of the promotion <laughs> and why there were so many people there. But uh, still, really fun game to see and glad to get the W. It would really have sucked if the fire came out and lost like six to zero when you have all those people there because some of those people go to that game, see them win, and go, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. I get it. Cool. You'd like to have a five to four thriller. Yeah. <laughs> but just to get a W, if they went out there and just sucked, it would be like, oh, man, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> W's so, better for sure. <laughs> absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. The fire are not done. Coming up this Wednesday, October 27th. So yesterday, for whoever's listening to this, 6.30 p.m., play NYCFC. And Sunday, November 7th, so a ways out yet, they play the Columbus Pee Pee Pants at 2.30 p.m. Horrible, horrible yellow team. (laughs) We might be keeping them out of the playoffs. I don't think they're very close right now, but... We might be playing a little bit of spoiler there, which would be fun. Would be a ton of fun. All right. As one season winds down, another is just getting started. Nice. The EPL, English Premier League, is the source of what we chose as our game of the week last week. And what a game it was. Liverpool versus Manchester United took place Sunday, October 24th, and was a slaughter by Liverpool. Beat Manchester United 5-0. Yes. Dave. Dave is going to have a ton to say here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to hand things over to you. Uh, Let's break down those lineups. Yeah, so just to get into the lineups a bit, uh, there was a lot of concern on social media the morning of the game amongst Liverpool fans. I mean, it it is if you get involved in that part of soccer, it's going to (laughs) happen no matter like who goes out on the field. 
But I mean, there was kind of some reason for the concern because all of a sudden there was like about four players out there, three or four players out there that, you know, didn't really make a lot of sense. There was, there's no Mane. He ends up starting uh, Keita again, Milner, old man Milner and Konate, which was, I thought the boldest move of all because he had only one start prior to this game. And then you're putting him in the, the Derby against Man U. Tell me about Konate. pretty crazy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. I'll admit, I don't really know a ton about him. Um, We acquired him from RB Leipzig. Um, And like I said, this was only his second start, but there is a lot of hype around him and that he has a similar trajectory as Andy Robertson. And I'm sure this isn't the first time I've mentioned a similar trajectory as that on this podcast, because you can only hope that this, you know, works out that well, but everybody thinks that, you know, he's slowly acclimating and, he'll eventually get his way into consistent starts and end up being the best option in the long run. He's also very young. He's only 22. Matip's played by injury. Um, So I I think this could end up being a great uh, partner for Van Dyke in the long term. Good for you. Scary for everybody else. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know. It definitely wasn't. um, I think at this point, the Liverpool fan base should, um, you know, trust Klopp a little bit more like after all we've been through, you know, <laughs> and he, he might be the best coach in the EPL, if not the world. Like, I think, you know, he might've had a hunch on this one. And of course, you know, he ended up being very right. So yeah, yeah perhaps. And then uh, as far as Manchester United goes, the only one that I was kind of scratching my head about was uh, Pogba starting off on the bench, but sometimes he's out of form and I don't know, he, he's a weird player. Some sometimes you you think he'd be in your lineup week to week, but maybe he picked up a knock or something that I wasn't aware of. But. I also think from Ole, Ole's perspective, he was a little worried that Pogba wouldn't defend and Liverpool might yeah. overrun the midfield. Uh, he might've been right regardless. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right. So moving into that first half before that first goal at the five minute mark, um, which is, Pretty early. Um, Brady, did you see anything uh, between those two teams? Either did both come ready to play, it looked like, right away? I, yeah, I went I went back and looked at the first five minutes just because when a goal happens so early in a rivalry game like this, yeah, it almost goes against the logic because everyone should be like mm-hmm. bang on right from the start. And I yeah. thought, well, maybe Solskjaer didn't get his team out of the locker room. And that's simply not true. Man, you were very good early. And Bruno Fernandez actually has the first big chance and skies the shot. And while Robertson closed him down, he still, by his standards, you think Fernandez would put this in. And if Fernandez puts that shot in, this might be a completely different game because instead it was mm-hmm. Keita at the five minute mark for Liverpool that puts that first goal in. And it appears it was a jailbreak. Yeah. It's just <laughs> what happened here? Somebody, somebody let someone run. Uh, yeah. basically there's a failed press. So United wanted to come out and stop Liverpool from controlling the game. And as a result, they just get eviscerated here. Fred wanders too far forward to eliminate an easy pass to the middle. So Liverpool just go around Greenwood and Juan Basaka Both don't eliminate the passes they're supposed to. McTominay never gets close to Firmino who had flowed to the left. And I'll go in a little bit more into that later on. Salah fills in behind him towards the central point, And then Keita is free down that right side to make a run ahead. Rashford 
on Manchester United never really bothers to defend him. So there's that. They did that a lot this game. They uh-huh. just didn't bother. <laughs> the optional defending from United. Yeah. We'll touch on this again and again as we talk about this game, but Liverpool looks so well coached and yes. working together the entire game. They look so good. And eight minutes later, Jota puts in the second goal for Liverpool in the 13th minute. Yeah, for this one, uh, Robertson ended up passing the ball over the Manu back line into the middle at the top of the box. The ball takes a bounce. Maguire and Shaw have a bit of a mix-up along the mm, ball to get to Keita's feet. Uh, Keita finds Trent Alexander-Arnold out on the right. Uh, Trent threads the ball through uh, between the back line of Manchester United and far enough away from De Gea to find a sliding Jota at the, at the far post. Catches him on the foot. There's a little bit of a VAR and a uh, check on my pulse, but it ended up being all good. So <laughs> two nil. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jeebus, this is really bad defense. <laughs> yep. Like you said, a bit of a mix up. Well, they run into each other and don't deal with the ball that they have to in the first place. Juan Basaka looks vaguely interested in defending. However, he's a defender and should be in the box. <laughs> yep. uh, McTominay and Fred, nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> It's great stuff. Great stuff. So uh, in the 27th minute, um, old man Milner wasn't able to make it too far and is uh, subbed off due to a knock that yeah. he picked up for Curtis Jones. What happens? Oh, well. Old man. <laughs> oh, well, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Liverpool would strike again in the 38th minute, and this time it's the big boy, Mo Salah, with his yes. first goal of the game. Yeah, this is just excellent passing, uh, aided by more Man U confusion here. A lot of triangles on the field for Liverpool, just making it look really mm-hmm. easy in the buildup. Uh, Salah takes an unlikely shot at the top of the box when he fi- when it finally gets to him. And this is, again, after numerous passes by Liverpool that just looks so simple against this defense today, mm-hmm. or I shouldn't say today, yesterday. But uh, it bounces off the Man U defense because it was an outrageous shot and he was never going to get it past them. And (laughs) then it it bounces right out to uh, Keita (laughs) on the right wing. Salah crashes the near post, following up his shot, and Keita just finds him wide open, (laughs) 3-0. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, though, United, not only do they look confused, but they're slow and they look like they're out of shape. They're just lost. And I think even mentally, they're just not, not there at all. Yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with Klopp. So let me let me do this. Let me nerd out here <laughs> real <it>. quick. <laughs> okay. Firmino and Jota kept flowing to the left throughout the entire game, but definitely early on in the first half. Just kept flowing to the left. Jota stayed high and wide on the left to force Juan Bissaka to stay back, which he doesn't like to do. Firmino does his normal dropping into the midfield. You know, he does that every game. But as he was doing that, he would also flow to the left. So now Juan Bissaka has a 2v1. Who do I pick up? Who do I stop from getting to the ball? On the other side of the field, Mo Salah then flows into basically the center striking spot because that space has been emptied by Firmino's movement. And we also kind of have all three wingers on one side of the field, if not just down the very middle. That leaves a wide open gap for Nabi Keita, who played as a super aggressive eight slash winger in this game. Uh, Mm -hmm. And who does Shaw cover then? Salah, Keita. Salah has how many goals this season? Right. (laughs) I should Uh, know that right now. I'm sure he's definitely the gold boot 
leader though. So, so yeah, that, you're going to cover Salah <laughs> and then Kate is left wide open for all three of these goals. Nerd stuff shapes. This is how you Hold force on. a team to look <laughs> as confused as they, uh, as they looked. Uh, and then I wanted to bring up the incident in the first minute of stoppage time Ooh. in the first half. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo got away with murder. <laughs> so definitely a LeBron James rule here. Uh, should have been a red card on the challenge alone that was super aggressive and brought Curtis Jones to the ground. But then he decides to kick Jones on his way out. Uh, awful refereeing. Uh, also, Ronaldo is mm. just a baby. Seems like, you know, you made the wrong choice, dude. Hope you enjoyed the zero <laughs> trophies that you get this year. <laughs> oh my God, you salty. Uh, okay, so the the he does like a, a takedown with his leg, which, you know, he should get a card for this anyway, and then does kick at the ball, not directly at Curtis Jones. Yes. Still, you think red, no doubt. <laughs> uh, in the third minute, I think it, it should have been red. I think there should have <laughs> been three red cards. Manuel, I got one this game, so... <laughs> Speaking of, of the second incident where I thought this should have happened was the third minute of stoppage time. Uh, Fred uh, had a high boot um, right to Kate's face and somehow got away with a yellow. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they, I mean, man, you were mad at this point, and this is a oh, derby, yeah. so they started to kick just pure, anyone and anything. Pure frustration, <laughs> angry kicking, like little children. Yes. But in the fifth minute of stoppage time, after that first half. Mo Salah gets the best of them again. Four uh, to nothing, Liverpool going into the second half. Eesh. This yeah. is just another insane team goal. Awesome play by Firmino just to kind of hold it up and get it back out. Mm-hmm. Um, Salah finishes it off with jaw-dropping precision. I would have never thought he would have gone for that post, and he did. Like He beat the keeper to the smaller side of the space mm-hmm. on the net. It was it was nuts. He's flying. He's so confident yeah. right now. And then Firmino's too dirty with it. Dave, at this point, <laughs> you had to be feeling pretty good. Being <laughs> Liverpool, we know you hate Man U yeah. a lot. <laughs> Just say, do I have to even say anything at this point? Like, I usually do my let's laugh at Man U segment, but you know, I think it took care of itself this week. You love it when somebody does the work for you, and I have the entire Manchester United team to thank me. So, going into the second half of this game, Liverpool already have the commanding lead. Pogba signs on for Greenwood, get that big name out there for Man U, makes sense. Mo Salah would not be stopped. Third goal of the game, hat trick, 50th minute. Five minutes into that second half, yep. Liverpool's up five to nothing. Yeesh. Yeah, I was flying after this. This was a crazy, crazy goal. Uh, <laughs> absolutely sick pass by Henderson with the outside of his foot from just slightly over like um, the halfway marker on the field. Finds Salah because it curves so well, and you know Salah just puts it away. And is anyone better than him right now at finishing? Definitely not. I don't think He's got so. ten goals on the season. Yeah. By yes, far the I was going to say leader. that I did look it up. Ah. Ten, <laughs> 10 goals, five assists. So wow. don't even dare to tie him because he'll beat you there too then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Henderson also steals this ball and then just the perfect yeah. banana kick. Use the outside of the foot to bend it into the path. Oh, I, I screamed. I was, Yay! <laughs> yeah. And then uh, like a couple minutes later, I wanted to say that uh, Ronaldo ends up getting a goal wiped out by VAR, which I have to say, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. 
a really good feeling, especially because it was a sweet goal by him. It was a sick it goal. Was. Yeah. Ripped away from him. It was great. <laughs> I thought of you, Brady, because yeah. he, he did something crazy and scored a goal. It's just uh, do yeah. something crazy. Yeah, juke out two defenders and bang it in. Mm-hmm. Just offside. <laughs> just offside there, unfortunately. Said at the beginning of the second half that Pogma signs on for Greenwood. He plays for all of 15 minutes, challenges mm. Kata. Man, you's playing mad, playing aggressive. Uh, initially, gets called for a yellow card, spikes up. VAR takes a look, says, nope, that's a red card. He's out. This one's clear. Bruno Fernandez left yeah. the pass a little short to Pogba, but just two-footed, both cleats up, trying to hit Kata right where, yeah, it's, it's, it's a red card. <laughs> it totally was. So, Completely reckless by Pogba. Stupid play. Uh, Keita was looking uh, great in the middle of the week against Atletico. So this was really devastating because he also was involved so much throughout this entire game. Uh, He looked really good in the midfield. He was a pest. And Manu obviously was fed up with it at this (laughs) point. (laughs) Um, It was... Slightly funny though, because people were commenting on how small Kata's shin guards were like in the middle of the week. And you start mm. to wonder like, you know, maybe had he worn that, this wouldn't have been as devastating of an injury. Um, yeah. You know, but at the same time, most professional players barely wear like shin guards. They're very tiny and he probably would have been in a lot of pain because this was an extremely reckless challenge. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I get just frustration, frustration plays from Manuel. Sure. Mm-hmm. Five to zero is the final score here. All that frustration comes out to nothing as it usually does in professional sports. So looking back at this game overall, I texted you both in our group chat. I think after the third goal, this is a statement by Liverpool statement game. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious now if you think it's more of a statement by Liverpool or if you think it's a statement by Man U. Man U statement being we suck and we forgot how to play our sport for a game. I think I'm going to stand by my statement that it was a, a statement from Liverpool because they looked outstanding. And I think Klopp had the game plan to dominate Man U more than Man U came out and just didn't play at all. Yeah, so I'll, I agree with you, but maybe not to the extent you would, might think. So I, th- I think the mm. message that was sent is if you're not going to play up to the highest standard, Liverpool's going to take care of you this season and it's going to, they're going to be in the fight this year. That, I think that was the statement saying like, you better have your best. Otherwise we will take care of business. When Liverpool's not in the race, it's because they lose silly points. Like, like a, the game against Brentford, I will say was a slip up, but you know, they were doing that multiple times early in the season and like that knocks you out of the race when you're when you're facing an inform man city or chelsea so that's what i think the statement was is that they're not going to be slipping up like that they have a pretty deep roster this year and then club is just you know he's locked in he's ready to challenge again both in england and in europe certainly a statement i'll take your question a different way originally i wasn't part of the ole out crowd uh, there's just it's always it's social media and everyone hates Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I don't really understand why. And then I watched this game. He got <laughs> outclassed by Klopp, which isn't a, I mean, 
coaches get outclassed by him all the time. He is one of the best in the world. But the degree by which the Manchester United players were confused by what Liverpool were doing was quite astounding and very obvious. It does not look good for Ole to me anymore. He lost a voice of reason, I guess. I'm now a voice of reason on the other side. (laughs) Mm. I will point out that Man U only made three saves, David De Gea, out of his 4.46 expected saves, meaning that he underperformed. He might have, maybe should have gotten a hand on a couple of those Salah shots. Meanwhile, LFC had three saves when there were 2.54 expected saves. So Alisson made great saves in this game to mm-hmm. keep them well above and keep that clean sheet. I'm wondering where De Gea's head is at and if maybe they should be shopping for another goalkeeper soon. Mm-hmm. Agreed. A <sighs> lot of things to think about if on the Man U side of things after that game. Mm-hmm. Oil boy. And on Liverpool's end, celebration. You've slayed the yes. dragon. <laughs> Technically, they are the dragon and I they guess. beat the devils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exercise. You've slayed the devils. You have banished Gollum back to his cave. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. We did. So other than that clobbering of Man U, any news out of Liverpool, Dave? Uh, just wanted to point out before the release of our following week's episode, they'll have played Atletico Madrid in the second um, like matchup against them mm. within a very short period of time. And I don't think we left on good terms on that last game. So it's a must watch <laughs> game next week. Uh, Love it. Uh, yeah. Excellent. Brad, how are them hot spurs, uh, baby? Lost <laughs> to West Ham. Lost a London Derby, which isn't great. Lost in a set piece, which I can handle, but a nothing scoreline on our side of things is not great. We're not creating enough. We're not. Mm. We're relying on the superhero of Kane and then the super sidekick of Sun, and there's not enough being created out of the midfield, even though at parts in this game, the Spurs looked dominant and looked really good. That's a problem, and you can look that good for long periods of time and yet not create. Yeah, not good. Yeah. Yep, my condolences. Mm. If it doesn't sound genuine, you know why. <laughs> and for Chelsea, they played Norwich City, walloped them 7-0. to Ooh, a game. Yes. A football game. Other type of American <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is. That's an NFL score right there. Although that would be a very boring NFL game. <laughs> and this was not a boring game, at least if you're a Chelsea fan. A lot of fun. Uh, Lukaku didn't even play. They did not play their A squad. Didn't think they had to, and they were correct. Norwich showing the league why why they are at the bottom of the table. I'm sorry to kick you while you're down, but boy, it was just just flopping around the field. (laughs) Chelsea plays Southampton this week in the EFL Cup round of 16. That is another game that they should be able to win. Let's keep that momentum rolling. Now I have this image of canaries just flopping around the field and then lions (laughs) eating them. (laughs) That's kind of what it was. Uh, (laughs) What it was. Sounds like it. (laughs) The Warner Brothers cartoon. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Looking ahead to next week, as a reminder, 
I will not be here next week. Will not be on the pod. Aboo. Collective sigh of relief for Dave and Brady. <laughs> oh boy. Don't have to deal with Urban. Thank the Lord. However, they will be breaking down game of the week, which is Red Stars versus Orlando Pride. Heck yeah. Friday, October 29th at 6 p.m. We talked about it. Important. Not win or go home, but win to control your own destiny. Win or draw. Win or draw. That's still a very stressful watch. I am excited, and you can all watch it with us and hear me nerd out and know exactly what we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. Brady already has a whole scheme planned out for this game, so you're going to want to tune in next week. Prediction time. Orlando Pride are sliding. Not playing very well right now. Red Stars are playing well. I'm going with three to one Red Stars. I don't want it to be this way, but I think it's going to be this way. It's going to be a one nothing Red Star win. It's going to be tight. It's going to be scary and stressful and just one nothing. Get out, get out, go to the playoffs. Yeah, I think it, it's going to be two to one. I'll go with two and one. One last goal. I was tempted to jump on board with you there, Herman, but I think it's going to be tight. And let's just hope that they get it done because I want some more Red Star soccer. As Sir Alex Ferguson would say, squeaky bum time. Squeaky bum time. <laughs> squeaky bums. Oh, and for the record, it is Carly Lloyd's last international game yes. tomorrow. I did just get that update. She said her farewells to the team in training today. Sounded like. so Nice. There we go. If you want to fear watch, depending on the result of the Red Stars versus Orlando Pride game, the following day on Saturday, the Thorns play the Courage at 9 p.m. Central Time. And then on Halloween Day, Spirit versus the Dash at 1 p.m. Central Time. We need one of those teams to not win if we lose. However, just get the draw, get the win. Let's go, Red Stars. Let's do it. Done. Just do it. As a reminder, the Chicago Fire play NYCFC this week, but that game will be completed by the time that you're hearing this. Time travel. We will cover it next week as there is no game this weekend. Make sure you tune in. Other games that are happening. PSG versus Lille, Friday, October 29th at 2 p.m. Tottenham versus Man U, Saturday, October 30th at 11.30 a.m. Ooh, <laughs> yes. This is the time to play Man U. Keep it rolling. I would think. Not look good. <laughs> or they're going to be ticked off. Boost. Yeah, little boost. Ah, uh, that's watch out, son. It's all proven. So are the Spurs. The angry kicks may not be kicking players, but kicking balls into nets. <laughs> Who knows? Tune in and find out. <laughs> Champions League action is back next Tuesday and Wednesday. Be tuning in. Chelsea gonna win. Before we wrap up here, any other thoughts? Anything you need to get off your chest? Monkeys on your back? You need to get rid of? Yes. One quick thought. We're going to be starting what we hope will be a series of interviews uh, with Nick Olson, my little brother, who has learned everything that he knows about soccer from moi. And that will just kind of give us a little bit more content for next week while Herman's out, as well as I'd love to interview other people around the city about 
their soccer experiences, why they love the game, or even if they don't know about soccer but want to learn more, I'd love to just talk to people about the game. Maybe add that to Patreon stuff. Maybe add that a segment to our episodes, something like that. I love it. What a fantastic idea, Brady. All about that. Nick is awesome. Make sure you tune in. His soccer ideas will mirror Brad, as he mentioned, because Brady taught him everything he knows. And I can't imagine what that was like as a childhood for young Nicholas. So excellent, you mean. (laughs) Excellent isn't the exact word that I would use, but superior. Again, not what I would use. Make sure to give us a follow over on Instagram. Windy City Wingers, all one word. Link to our Patreon is at our Instagram as well. It's at our Instagram. It's in our Instagram. I guess you'll be looking at the Instagram. Yeah, I wouldn't overthink it. (laughs) Too late for that. (laughs) You can also do it old school. Send us an email at windycitywingers.info at gmail.com. Feedback, questions, thoughts, analysis. Ooh, runtime of the podcast. Please send me that chronological order. Brady, if people want to reach out with analyses of a different sort, where can they find you? I am on Twitter at stat underscore bro and on Instagram at bradthebard13. Indeed he is. Dave, where can the people find you? We found on both Twitter and Instagram at WCWDave. Thank you to all our lovely listeners. I will talk to you all in two weeks. Make sure you tune in next week. Thank you. Goodbye.